Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Tuesday, July 20th. It's uh, it's a weird day, folks. This is a strange day in sports, and I say that because it's possibly the last real gambling opportunity until the NFL. Now, if you are betting baseball, which I do not recommend, you know, Game 6 could be it for the NBA, and then I... I mean, I'll be firing on some Olympic games, but it's small stuff, nothing big. Then it's basically prepare for the NFL and college football. That's where we are right now. Um, We thought we'd take this opportunity instead of kind of manufacturing a story or looking for something where there isn't anything, we'd bring in a guest, and he is one of my favorites. Listen, Fran Fraschella has been all over college basketball, NBA, recruiting, Olympic sports, international basketball. Like, we had him on in November before the NBA draft, and if you guys remember, he was spot on with two rookies who were going to come in and do damage, uh, both of them outside the top 10, and he was nails on both of them. So um, I, I don't think I'm going to waste any of your time. I think we just jump into Fran Fraschilla to break down whether or not Team USA wins gold. Do the, d- does the U.S. need to change um, – do they need to change things for the Olympics uh, and get the NBA players out of here? Um, that's possible. Uh, we dive into the draft and some of his favorite players and guys he may or may not love. 
Um, and then we wrap it up with the tournament. He's announcing the TBT, which has gained so much steam over the last seven years. It, it's uh, an incredible rise of the tournament. So Fran Fraschillo is great. And after the interview, I'll drop my best bet for game six of the NBA Finals. But without further ado, let's get to Fran Fraschillo. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy you know well if you uh, are a basketball fan in any way, shape, or form. We had him on the podcast back in November ahead of the NBA draft, and he totally nailed a guy, uh, two guys actually, Isaiah Stewart. He called it. He, he basically said this guy's going to be a steal. Isaiah Stewart ends up second team all rookie. Let's welcome in Fran Fraschilla, the former coach, the analyst, um, covers the NBA draft, uh, announcer for FIFA, FIBA games, uh, Olympics. He does it all. Fran, I don't know how you're making the time for us to do the oh, podcast man. when you're so Uh-oh. busy with 15 jobs. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I can make the time. I just got to hope my voice holds out because I'm out here, I'm out here in TBT uh, land in Wichita, Kansas. We'll get into that later. And then I'm leaving Wednesday morning, Jason, for Stanford, Connecticut, uh, for NBC. Thank you, ESPN, for loaning me out. <laughs> um, I'm doing a two hour uh, draft show for Sirius XM after we conclude this. I feel great, and uh, it's my time of year, and uh, very honored to be uh, doing the Olympics. I always love talking hoop with you. By the way, it wasn't just Isaiah Stewart, his teammate in Detroit. We talked about Sadiq Bay last Bay, year. Bay, yes, the Villanova guy played with and, your son, uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I have a little inside info, but man, if you if, if these people keep missing Villanova guys, it's driving me nuts. So, so uh, I, maybe that's a foreshadowing for later. But yeah, I do want to talk about the tournament as well, the yeah. TBT, because that thing's fun and exciting. A buddy of mine, Doug Gottlieb, is coaching a team. Yes. They had a great win, and then they got smoked in their next game. But uh, we'll get to that later. Here's got why it. I thought of Fran, even though he's super busy in summer. So Team USA basketball loses yeah. to Nigeria. And then yep. loses to Australia. And the first person I think to text is, I got to get Fran Fraschilla's insight here. Yeah. And I think the text I sent you was, how the hell do you fix this thing? Now, they've righted the ship a little. Yeah. But Fran, Olympics begin this this coming weekend. Right. Uh, there is some skepticism about Team USA. Let me. I'm curious as to your thoughts on, A, will they be okay because they were kind of thrown together? And B, ultimately, do they need to fix this and, and maybe get a better situation in place because the nba guys just tossing them together that doesn't look like it's starting to work anymore no but this is yeah i i i get it you know back in 2004 when i really started diving into a international basketball i was embarrassed for our olympic team you know that was the team with all the young guys i mean lebron and carmelo and d wade were like first year in the league and uh you know alan iverson was on the team that tim duncan got foul he got in foul trouble every game mm. And um, it was embarrassing, you know, the way we played. Um, we finished, I think, third or fourth. I can't yeah. remember. And and it's a completely different situation right now, Jason. We just, the NBA has just come off the most difficult time, in you know, in its history, as we all have with the pandemic. Let me put it in perspective. Nikola Jokic, who's as loyal to Serbia as anybody could ever be to his country. You know, if you know anything about Serbian basketball, it's really their second religion. He didn't play in the qualifying tournament because he had just come off playing 109 regular season games in 10 months. Okay. We're not talking about, 
exhibition games. Remember, the bubble was last summer, and then they had a month off, basically, it seemed yeah. like it, and we jumped right back in. So this is a unique time in, in, in basketball uh, and our country and the world. For Kevin Durant and Dame Willard and some of these stars to raise their hand and say, I'm going to play the Olympics where there's still a COVID situation out there. It's obvious if you get double vaccinated, you may be protected a little, but we got now we're hearing about people who are getting the virus. Mm. It's not a sure thing. Um, they're going to Tokyo where there's going to be no fans. The opening ceremony is going to suck. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I say kudos to these guys. Now, it's just not a normal year. There's not a normal training camp. We didn't normally put together a team. We got three guys who are on the team who are still playing in the NBA finals. <laughs> So I'm giving, and by the way, Keldon Johnson, let me direct, let me, let me just clear this up. Anybody who criticizes Keldon Johnson for being put on a team, I'm going to remind them of the 144 Olympic players going to Tokyo. He's probably in the top 25 or 30. I mean, he's better than everybody. He's, uh, you know, he's better than probably everybody on Japan, even Rui Achimura. He's better than everybody on Iran. Mm. He'd be the second or third best player on just about every team. So anyway, yeah, that's a good um, point. We are in a unique time, and I'm not going to like criticize USA Basketball because we get the bronze or the silver because it's just different this year. Now, in I guarantee you, when we three years from now, and it's only three years out, when we go to Paris, we're going to put together a bomb squad. People, yeah. <laughs> M- NBA guys are going to want to go to Paris. They're going to want to go to the opening ceremonies. They're going to have a normal season. A lot of those guys will finish in early June or late May. So they'll be rested up for July training camp. So I just think as a basketball fan, even if you're a fan of American basketball, give these guys a pass this year. Um, uh, Keldon Johnson, you made some great points. I'm just curious, JaVale McGee, like if, if you are Julius Randle, right. Shouldn't you be lobbying to get on this team? He feels to me like the perfect international guy. Yeah, but I don't think Julius can guard uh, Marcus Hall. (laughs) <laughs> oh, See, you know, that's and, a good point you know like there's only we only need JaVale for like parts of a couple games yeah. like we only need him against Rudy Gobert a little bit and and maybe Marcus Gasol watch the, see I watched the game last night and I know Sergio Scariolo well by the way I did the Nigeria game last weekend I, I did yeah. that game I was out there um Sergio Scariolo is not going to show his cards last night there, there's no strategy out there you're not going to try to beat the USA in Vegas and have them hyped up for you in yeah. Tokyo. So, you know, he probably just rolled the ball out last night. But I guarantee you when they play USA, they're going to feed Marcus all because it was clear last night that they did, we didn't have anybody who could guard him. Yeah. Like Draymond's not guarding Marcus all. That's 7-1 and 6-7. Yeah. So my point is, you know, if JaVale's in shape, uh, I've talked to a few people with USA Basketball, and they said he's excited to be there. They only need him parts of a couple games. And um, he raised his hand, and he's a little bit different than what we – Remember, you want me, to, want me to tell you something crazy? Half of the best centers in the NBA are all born outside the United States. We realize that looking at the list of st- centers and their stats, uh, Vucic, yeah. uh, all the guys basically. We, I, uh, we, we, we could spend a whole show talking about the international centers in the NBA. Jokic, v- uh, Vucevic, G- Gobert, DeAndre Ayton. So. Yeah. So in a in a twelve in a twelve team Olympic tournament, there's probably a couple guys we have to guard in that center spot, and that would be Rudy and, and Gasol. And and one of the guys like Miles Turner, didn't he have a rough go at it last time they did international basketball? Him and Plumley. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, God bless Plumlee and Turner. They're good, you know, especially Miles has a chance to be a good player. But that, those guys, what we think, if, the, if you're a Pacer fan, you go, how come we don't have Miles Turner on the team? He's good, but it's not like the world isn't, like, caught up to the guys like this, yeah. you know? You know, so, yeah, it's not like he's a difference maker. And no offense to Miles, he's a good NBA yeah. player. Do you think they should just, uh, after Paris, say, you know what, NBA guys, you had a good run. We know it's tough to just mash you guys together against teams that have played together internationally for maybe a decade. We just punt on the NBA players and, and move on to a better structure. Let me give you a good. Uh, I'll give you. Uh, let me give you some inside basketball here. I, I mean that sincerely. I'm not trying to joke with you. FIBA cares more about the World Championships, FIBA World Championships. Now we call it the World Cup, right? Right. Um, 2019 China, that was Pop's team and Tatum got hurt and we couldn't get yeah. any stars on the team. So FIBA has downgraded the Olympic basketball. That's why we only have 12 teams in it this year instead of 16. And when we got 32 teams in the world cup, FIBA's about FIFA. They're like FIFA. They want to make a lot of money. Yeah, they, they do. They, 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 that's how it is, you know? And so they put more emphasis on their own event, the FIBA World Cup, we call it now, mm. instead of the Olympics. And in America, what do we care about? We care about the Olympics. Olympics, yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's a yeah. different animal. It's a, I, and so, I, it looks question? like the, the, the under-19 USA team oh, just did okay. awesome, right? Yeah, but they were always, we're always going pro- to win that event nine times out of ten. One year mm. we lost. Cal, my man Cal, Cal Perry, uh, in 17, he tried to put together a Kentucky recruiting all-star team because oh, he was recruiting all these guys. And we wind up losing R.J. Barrett in Canada. In a normal year, I love Cal, you know, but in a normal year, we're going to win the under-19s, okay? But here's the deal. To answer your question, if you said to me, let's do, let's, let's let's have the NBA and USA basketball really focus on the FIBA World Cup, like in the off years, like the next one I think is in 22. Yeah. And make, make the Olympics an under-23 tournament like they do in soccer. I would be okay with that because um, FIBA doesn't care about the Olympics. And, mm. and so that's what I would think of now, again, remember KD wants to be on that medal stand with the gold medal. Yes. Olympic, uh, and, you know, Dame Lillard wants to play in the Olympics and Bradley Beal wanted to play in the Olympics. So I, those guys need to get credit for wanting to play this summer instead of being us being criticized and popping them for not having a good team. That's fair. Uh, all right, let's move on to the draft, if you don't mind, uh, Fran. Sure. Dra- NBA draft rapidly approaching. And listen, you are Mr. Big 12, obviously, and everybody and their mom says Cade Cunningham's going number one. Well, we love him. But I-, I just have to ask this, Fran. Yes. So when you look at the draft, yeah, I look at it less as, hey, man, I see what you are and what you have been. That's outstanding. Yeah. But aren't you looking at the draft as what somebody can be? What are they going to be down the road? And that's very difficult to project in the NBA. Yeah. We know in the NFL it's almost impossible. Yeah. But from that perspective, is Cade Cunningham still, does he have the highest ceiling of anybody in this draft? Is he still your slam dunk number one pick to go to Detroit? Well, I don't think he necessarily has the highest ceiling because there's a couple guys, if you tell me five years from now, this guy's, going to the Hall of Fame and not Cade, I'd say, okay, I get it. I remember when. Um, Jalen Green is a guy that I think is going to end up being Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard, Zach Levine, 28 points a game. You know, And I think he's the one guy in the draft that could be genera- a generational talent, like a guy that comes along every 10 or 15 years. I have a feeling he may have that kind of uh, uh, you know specialness to him. Yeah. 
But I think Cade is the safest number one pick. And in my opinion, it's because, number one, I don't see him failing in any way, shape, or form. Number two, he's the kind of player that fits in with all systems and styles. Like he can be a he can be a playmaking three man. He can be a full-time point guard. I didn't think Luka Doncic could be a full-time point guard, Jason. And, and I didn't honestly think he was this good. I mean, no, I, thought I don't he, think anybody did. I know, I know. And and because I, I, I the reason I know he wouldn't, I didn't think he was this good is because I had eight and one and got Luka too, okay? Mm. But um, Cade is like Luka in, in many ways. Now, Cade dominated the Big 12 and Luka dominated the Euro League. That's the difference. <laughs> so, Cade, Cade hit Cade hit. 350 in, in the Appalachian League, and Luca hit 380 in AAA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's a great point. So, but I do think what I love about Kate, and I have to, I have to tell you now, I'm not a, I'm not a Big 12 shill in this regard because Kate's a Dallas kid. Where I, you know, I've spent most of my time lately. Um, Kate's in the Big 12, which I know the league better than anybody. But I, I came in with a skepticism this year about him. Like he had to prove to me that he was worthy of being number one. And what I would tell you about Kate, aside from being 6'7", 220, with a good-looking shooting stroke, is he's got an innate feel for the game, not only as a player who's made – he just makes everybody better. Yeah. And and that's what I think is going to be his key thing. Like I, I don't I, – Troy Weaver is a friend. He used to work for me at New Mexico as an assistant coach. I can't imagine they're going to trade – or they're going to take anybody else – the only way something crazy happens is if somebody offers them like the moon for Cade and the number two or number three pick. So they still get a guy that's a potential superstar. Right. But I think when you're building a franchise, um, you got to have a guy that connects all the t- his teammates to their own strengths. He does that. Um, you know, you said the high upside of green C- mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham, a comparison um, Pistons fans like to think Luka Doncic because he makes everyone better. Yeah, is a more realistic expectation, and this is not a knock. Chris Middleton, someone who's really, really good, a yeah. max player. Yeah. Well, see, Kate is more of a playmaker. Like when I think of Chris Middleton, and I saw Chris in the Big Twelve. It, it believe it or not, at Texas A&M, I watched yep. his whole career. Now I think of Chris as a, as a as a wing scorer. He's a big wing. Obviously, now when you watch him play, he scores at all three levels. And while Cade can score, I think of Cade as, uh, you know, he's not, and this guy's not a playmaker either, but you remember remember when Brandon Roy was in his prime oh, before the yeah. injuries? Cade's got that kind of slow-mo game where he's going to get to where he wants to go and he's still going to get you buckets. But Cade, by far, compared to both of those guys, is a better playmaker as far playmaker. as moving the ball. Cade is just about a point guard you can you can say he's a playmaking wing but he just is he's a playmaker he's gonna he's a great passer and he also uh, i'm a pick and roll fanatic it's a big part of basketball right now oh yeah and there's a lot of nuance to pick and roll uh you have to really attack all five defenders which, which is what the best pick and roll players in the world do and Cade can really destroy pick and roll coverages mm. and in the nba he's going to be doing that a lot and i think he's going to be really good at it uh, Evan Mobley seems to be like the consensus third best, but you know that he could be unicorn status. Could he not given the size, the length, he never gets in foul trouble. Somebody pointed out to me that his foul rate was yeah. equal to Anthony Davis's when Anthony yeah. Davis was at Kentucky. And if you look at the foul rate of like Zion and all these Carl Anthony towns, it's like not even close. Like 
Mobley is just a great, great defender. And we saw we know the offense is there too. Well, remember, see, I look at I look I look at all these guys from the lens of a coach. If I was an NBA team, I would have at least one former coach, head coach on my scouting staff because when you and I are discussing these guys, like they do in a draft, like we're doing right now, I would say to you, yeah, he had a high high foul rate, but he was playing in his own. Oh, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. His brother's in the middle of the zone. He's on the wing. and he. And, but to your point, the reality is, statistically, he did have a low foul rate. Yeah. I, I love the kid. I do. Um, he has to get stronger, physically mature. Um, and there's comparisons. I think I gave it to you in, in November. Chris Bosh, that hasn't changed. Yes. It hasn't changed. I think he's got – and he's got uh, – uh, someone said, well, this kid's a better shot blocker than Chris Bosh. But I went back and checked, and in college, Chris Bosh was an elite shot blocker. Yeah, people forget that. So, yeah, so, I mean, you know, college, and he's 6'11", he's going to block shots. I, I think I think Evan is safe at one, two, or three, you know? Like, I don't think the Pistons will take him one, but if you say to me three years from now, how did you not know Evan Mobley was going to be this good? Yeah. I would say to you, well, you know, the same reason I think Aiden is great, but Doncic yeah. is a little better. So I don't think there's a lot of complaints about Evan Mobley's long-term potential, except I, I do I do want to see him get stronger and his lower body strength particularly. He's not guarding the, the, the three or four or five monsters in the low post in the NBA. There aren't yeah. as many as there used to be. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I want to go to the enigmatic Scotty Barnes. Um, This is a guy who is just tantalizing. I mean, the wingspan, the length, he can do everything. Five-tool guy. The problem is, and uh, Fran, I I hate this comparison. I I just watched Ben Simmons, a guy I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Really struggle in the playoffs. And the shooting, and, you know, I look at Scotty Barnes, and I'm – 27% 27% from three, he doesn't want to shoot the basketball. I mean, okay. you go look at that Michigan NCAA tournament game. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. where was it? Like Franz Wagner, uh, Wagner, uh, Wagner, yeah. sorry, yeah. outplayed him completely. Tell me yeah. about Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and by the way, Franz came up empty against UCLA. He did. So yes, he did. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so I'm just going to give you um, inside, inside stuff here, okay? Um, first of all, I love Ben Simmons. Now, I don't love – I think Ben Simmons should have let – me, let me back up for a second. Ben Simmons should have played on the Australian Olympic team. Yes. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Um, he's not getting better at a shooting. I don't care if Jerry West spent all summer with him, okay? He's not. It's just not going to happen at this stage. It's not. And by the way, he's not going to ever have the confidence to take mm. big shots from the perimeter in the NBA. But Ben Simmons is a three-time All-Star in five years. Yeah. He's already been on the all-defensive team. In his own right, he's still a great player, even though what we saw in the playoffs was abominable, okay? Had Ben gone to play with Australia, in my opinion, he would have been around a culture of people who, A, loved the game, loved their teammates, would have embraced him uh, as an Aussie, even though his nickname is Yank. Okay. Okay. His father's American. They call him Yank down under. Okay. Okay. Just interesting because he really thinks like an American. And can you imagine this? I want you to imagine this for a second. And hey, Rich Paul, if you're listening in clutch, listen to this here. If Ben Simmons was playing USA two weeks from now for a gold medal, Mm. Australia and USA, and they come up short 96, 88, and Ben has 23, 12, and nine for the Aussies and they get the silver first time the Aussies ever win an Olympic medal. How good would he feel about his game? Yeah, good point. And, and it didn't happen. So that's history. All right. Scotty Barnes, 
so much to like about Scotty Barnes. The shooting drives me nuts. Okay, it does, and I think it's going to be a factor in his success in the league. I know people who know this kid intimately, and I'm not just talking about Leonard Hamilton and the Florida State people. He played hurt this year. I'm now I'm not a, a huge huge fan of Scotty because of the shooting. Yeah. Um, and I also think his foot speed, everybody says, oh, he's a great defender. I don't think so. I think his lateral quickness is average. Mm-hmm. He's not staying in front of, uh, you know, the fastest guards in the league in switch situations. But everybody I talked to about Scotty, they point out that he was injured early in the year, played on a bad ankle all year. Um, they were very ginger with him at Florida State as far as, you know, making sure he stayed healthy all year. So I'm going to cut him some slack because they also tell me he's one of the world's greatest kids. Okay. When you look at a six, nine playmaker who has a good feel for the game, the USA basketball people loved him when he played. Um, and the, the ankle was something that I think can be said about whether we did, why we didn't see explosive athleticism. I'm still not sold totally, but I get why people love him. The shooting is going to bother me if he's out there. I, Draymond was doing the same thing last week when I saw the Nigeria game. He was at the yeah. rim. On his, he was rolling in that short, we call it a short roll into the paint where they throw it to him and then he passes out. He's not even looking at the basket. He was yeah, Ben yeah. Simmonsing some plays. <laughs> ben Simmonsing. I, I think he just I, made, I don't, made a new term. Oh, I know, geez. man. And I don't want Scotty to be that way too. But yeah. uh, I, I, I'm – I'm 50-50 on Scotty, but not, I don't think he's going to fail. I just don't know if he's going to be a superstar. All right, yeah. I, 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 five seems a little rich for my blood, but Orlando yeah. likes that that type me of player. Too. All right, me so, give, give me a surprise. Somebody who, you know, like your great Sadiq Bay call, like your Isaiah Stewart call. Give me somebody that's not totally on the radar um, Okay, who you love. Okay, so there's one guy in this draft that you could put in a game. You can put in a playoff. You can put in a game tomorrow night. And he, and he wouldn't be fluxed, flummoxed. And that's Chris Duarte from Oregon. Oh, I like that. See, like that kid now, here's the, here's the negative. He's 24. That's not a negative. I hate I when people say that. Yeah. I know. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, people forget. People don't realize this about Malcolm Brogdon. He broke his leg at Virginia. He was a five-year guy at Virginia. Yeah. Which means he might not, he also got his master's, which is, he's going to be governor of Georgia someday, by the way. I don't know that. <laughs> okay. You know, he's a policy freak um, of politics and policy nut. But Chris Duarte is six. He, he's, he's baby Clay Thompson. Hmm. He's, he's, he's a two way player. He can shoot it and create his own shot. He's a, a, a relentless defender. And he is, um, how do I put it? Okay, let's go back at Oregon the last few years. They they downplayed uh, Dylan Brooks. That's right. They, the mock drafts downplayed Dylan Brooks. And then the NBA teams downplayed him because he went in the second round. Um, they downplayed Chris Boucher, who I'm not even sure was drafted. That's um, right. Ooh, and I know you, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, Peyton Pritchard. And, wow. and And for some reason, Oregon guys get that stigma – and by the way, three of the four that were mentioned, they're all Canadians. Now, Chris is a Dominican Republic kid who moved to Canada. But I love him because he's mature, he's tough, he's strong, he can shoot, create, he defends. And I think you can put him in a game right now and he'll be fine. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be an instant starter in the league. I mean, he's somebody who's gonna help a team right now. Like if the Warriors keep their pick, if they got him at 14, yes. that's a home run for them, is it not? I think so. I mean, you know, the Warriors are dealing with the Rubik's Cube here. 
because with 714 <laughs> and guys they want to trade, there's like 80,000 options yeah. here. We're turning that Rubik's cube cube over a hundred times. Yeah. But if you said to me with the 14th pick, they, you know, they, let's say they trade seven and Andrew Wiggins for Pascal Siakam. And then they get Duarte at 14. I'm, I'm happy with that. If I'm oh my gosh, that's a slam dunk. Um, yeah. yeah. Siakam on his way. It sounds like he's on his way out of Toronto. It didn't go well with nurse. Uh, any yeah. other draft nuggets you want to drop? I'm just going to say a name. You don't have to go too long. Oh, no, go ahead. Throw me names. Cause I, cause there's a, by the way, I'm not as, and I am locked in. Um, I say that humbly compared more to more to most, but I've been locked in on Olympic stuff the last three yeah. weeks. So, but you can um, go far away. Keon Johnson, Tennessee, shatters the record for vertical jump and all that stuff. And everybody now says, oh, he's top 10. He's a, I, I watched this guy multiple times this year, friend. I, I, I don't see. I, I don't know. What am I missing? All right. So here, here's what you're missing. Uh, did not play a senior year in high school. Played one year with Rick Barnes, my former boss. Yes. Who is, uh, who is a really good guy. I don't offensively, the kid, um, you know, it's not the great system for him because there was a lot of guys that wanted to score this year, Jaden Springer. And, and not that they were selfish. I just, yeah. but this kid is, he was a unique athlete before the 48 inch vertical. I mean, amazing kid. Um, a lot to see scored a lot at the rim. When Rick Barnes recruited him two years ago, he was so humble because his mom was a great SEC player. When Rick Barnes asked him what position you play, Keon Johnson said, well, I'm a power forward. And Rick said, no, you're a wing. Okay. <laughs> so the kid, so what I'm saying is there's a humbleness about the kid. Mm. Great work ethic, intense competitor, great athlete, maybe as good a defender as anybody in this draft, including Davion Mitchell, who I love. Yeah. But he's a shade below that at worst. So right off the bat, he's going to, now he's got to work on his outside shooting. And uh, but but going to the rim off the dribble is good. I think he's going to be pretty good. I I, I don't have a problem taking okay. him in the top ten. I know you love international ball. Uh, yep. I'm, I don't know if you heard. I I'm part owner of a basketball team in the NBL, the New Zealand Breakers. Oh, so yeah. I know this guy well because he he's dominated the league. Um, despite modest stats, Josh Giddy. Yeah. Um, a really nice player, man. He is. I feel like he's the perfect Spurs player. You know, I think he's going to be the perfect. I think he's perfect. And from this regard, if, if you know him, he makes everybody better. Yeah. yeah. And he's got some toughness when you don't, it's, it's, it's not the assist. It's not being a six, eight point guard. It's just, he's a good rebounder, good nose for the ball. Um, his shooting's got to get a little bit better. Um, but you know, that league is full of men. It's a tough physical league. He's also a late bloomer. We knew about Ben Simmons at 15. Yeah. To do what he did in the NBL this year against men every night for like 30 or 40 games, tremendous. I think I don't know if he's going to be an all-star. Yep. I think he'll be a, at in time, not right away, but in time he'll be a solid starter in the league. Makes everybody better around. Yep. Uh, two more. Miles McBride, West Virginia, seems to be – I you know, I text a bunch of people about the draft, yeah. and a lot of people really, really like McBride. Um, I don't, it seems like he might be a top 20 pick now. You know, I talked to a team last night about him forever. Um, you know, again, because I watch him so much. And mm -hmm. I spent eight years in Ohio. I know Cincinnati Moeller High School like the back of my hand. I, <laughs> the coaches are there from 25 years ago. And there, you can't – let's go Let's go off the court intangibles. There's not one single negative you can find on the kid. He's, a, he's tough. He was a high school quarterback. Dad played at Xavier. I think he's going to be a good NBA player, not a great one. I think he's going to be a great off the bench scorer. Um, I'm not sure he'll, he'll be a he can be a starter on a bad team, 
but I think ultimately he's going to be in the league 12 years and help teams win playoff games more off the bench than on. He's not a pure point guard. He doesn't have the size of a two guard at six, two. He's a big shot maker. His range has improved. He's a good, not great defender, but the intangibles all add up and you just don't see him failing. It feels like a smaller version of Pat Connaughton, maybe the Notre Dame guy. I, I, that's a great call. That is okay. a freaking great wow. call. Oh, love, all right, good, good. I'll I take it. I love that call. I haven't thought about that. If I steal it, I'm going to give you credit. The permission. Permission granted. All right. Uh, final guy. And this is, you know, this is kind of a tough one because I, I just don't know what to make of him. Late riser. Uh, small guy, but yeah. there. If you squint, you can see Allen Iverson, Bones Sharif Highland Cooper. out of VCU. Sharif Cooper. Oh, Sharif Cooper. I was gonna say Bones Highland, but let's oh, do Sharif oh, Cooper. Bones Highland. Okay, all right, Bones Highland. Okay. No, no, I see Bones Highland as being a combine wonder. Oh. Um, okay. And and Bones had a good year. Bones is gonna play in the league, but I see Bones in his best best case scenario. And this is not even fair to Bones because he's not as good as Lou Williams or Jamal Crawford. Mm. But I see him in the style of a Jamal Crawford. He's not he's he can do a few things really well, including get his own shot, which is a skill. Um, But I see him as an off the bench second unit scorer. You know, good athlete, not a great athlete, good athlete. Um, His best strength is getting to the rim and making plays at six three. Yeah. Finishing over bigs. Um, and again, I don't have a quarrel with him going in the late first round. That's fine. Yeah. But I see him, if you can give me, uh, 75% of Jamal Crawford's ability, I'll take it every night. Cause yeah. Jamal, Jamal is, it's crazy to say this in some ways he should get some hall of fame votes mm. for the long career he had yeah. as like, like one of the best six men ever. Longevity matters. Uh, all right, I want to talk about the tournament TBT. Yes. So, Fran, you're calling games. I, I, let me. When it first came out, I think it was what, like six, seven, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. I was in Pennsylvania, and I was so excited because I was playing pickup basketball. I was in multiple yeah. leagues, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, maybe we should have a JMU team, and I could, I could maybe be like the tenth guy off the bench, and yeah. I, that would be so fun to compete at a high level against these awesome players." Fast forward to 2021, <laughs> yeah. like. You got a bunch of former NBA guys in here. This is like an amazing talent uh, pool that they've got, and this tournament is loaded. I mean, Fran, this is yeah. great summer basketball. It's it's 64 teams this year. We're back to 64. Last year it was 24 because of the pandemic, and I've yeah. been a part of this for seven years. And uh, unfortunately for me, I'm going to the Olympics Wednesday, and Seth Greenberg will co- will do a great job on the final eight. And you know, yeah, it's a, it's amazing because number one, it's winner take all. There's no there's no like consolation prizes. So as we build up to the finals, and last year Marquette's alumni won it uh, um, fittingly on a Travis Diener, who was just a That's role right. player, on a Travis Diener three, even though he's 37 and is it just finished a great career overseas, five years in the NBA as well. But the level of play is so good. 80% of the guys in this league are still playing overseas. Jeez. Everywhere. Estonia. Uh, some guys are playing – Tyrus McGee, who was a six-man of the year in the Big 12, he's going to the ACB this year. He's a really good player. Um, there's so many good players playing around the world. Last year, in only a 2014 field, we had 50 former NBA players. I'm going to read off the list of one of the top 10 teams, Everline Drive, okay? Okay. Um, so let's go. Um, Archie Goodwin, first-round pick. Yeah. Devin Robinson, uh, Washington Wizards for three years. 
Jeremy Evans, seven years. This is one team. I think he won a dunk contest. He too, won didn't a dunk he? contest yeah. seven years in the league. <clears throat> Marcus Teague, first round pick oh, of the Bulls. Okay. Yeah. Um, Trevor and Queen, second round pick last year, who was in the G League, was going to play in the NBA. <laughs> He's a kid out of New Mexico State. Remember that name, Trevor and Queen. Nick Mayo, who's one of the all-time – Nick Mayo played at Eastern Kentucky, okay? This kid scored 2,400 college points. Um, he's one. He's 145th all-time in NCAA history in scoring. He's 6'9". He's only 24 years old. He just signed a big deal in Japan for, like, nearly seven figures. Jeez. He's an NBA player. So, but, friend, what's the connection? How are these guys all on the same team? They're just... It's a great connection. Um, 30 of the 64 teams roughly are alumni teams. Ah. But a lot of these other teams, like like the L.A. Cheaters got beat last night, made up of guys from the Drew League. Oh, goodness. Casper Ware, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, his team. And and uh, the team, uh, Sean Marshall's Challenge ALS, coached by Darren Collison, by the way. Hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're key guys. Mark, uh, uh, what's his name? Mar- Marvella, Marvell... Um, uh, oh, Harris uh, um, played at Fresno State, you know, playing mm. overseas, making a lot of money like uh, NBA players or every close to NBA, like just just below. Man. So so what happens is a lot of these guys have grown up with each other or played together or played against each other or their agent is the same agent. Mm. And so there's a lot of connections. A lot of things go full circle. Here's what I'll tell you, because I don't want to bore you with this. For summer basketball, when we get to the Elite Eight, we don't call it the Elite Eight, but, you know, you get to the last eight teams. When we do the final, and it's two really good teams. By the way, I said this to you off the air. At least six of these teams can win a G League title. Okay, that's how good the level is. And by the way, because they all play professionally overseas, they all know how to play pro basketball. Yes, team they, basketball. They yeah. know how to play. They, they would smoke. They would probably smoke some G League teams, which are they all do. guys they, wanting they, to get to the league. Let me show you my handle. And all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like you're playing against 28 year olds who play in high level systems around the world. Yeah. All right. Last thing. When you watched it, uh, I think it's August 3rd. When you put on the final, every single possession of the final game for two teams playing for a million dollars, winner take all. Every single possession is life and death. And the coolest thing about it is we have the top officials doing a top college final four officials and there's no fights. It's high level intensity, but because these guys are pros, man, they play their hearts out. Yeah. And you know, they're all respectful of each other. It's, it's, it's amazing basketball. Winner take all. That's, that's good. Uh, Listen, it's a great tournament. Obviously we love you calling it. Uh, Enjoy the Olympics NBA. Listen, this is a big couple weeks here of, of hoop, right? Uh, In the U S internationally, like it's a big one. Uh, So, well, how about this? Who who thought we'd have an NBA final in late July? Yeah. That's another thing. I forgot about the NBA. We didn't even touch on that Uh, because, oh, this sounds, forget it. Anyways. All right, Fran Fraschilla. Hey man, you're super busy. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, you know, uh, we'd love to have you back whenever. Hey Jason, it's always a pleasure. I love talking ball with you. You put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. 
Just tremendous stuff from my guy friend, Priscilla. I, I really respect his basketball opinion. There's a lot of people who love the draft and are passionate about it. I consider myself one of them. Fran is definitely one of them. So when he speaks, I listen. I love his stuff. All right, let's quickly get to my best bet for game six of the NBA Finals. You guys, I'm sure you've been following my picks on Fox Sports. Remember, super hot fire in the bubble last year. Very lucrative. I think I had 58.7%. It was a great run. And I was struggling to tread water for much of these playoffs. I got hot in the conference finals and early NBA finals. Games four and five have just kicked my butt. Um, Just a brutal back-to-back stretch. I I mean, listen, game four is what really messed with my head. The Suns had it. They had the game. And they blew it at the end. And then, of course, game five, just, I mean, unbelievable offense, unbelievable shooting. And um, I'll give you some of my leans here, again, subject to change, you know, um, leading up to tip-off, I'll, my official bets will be on the Fox Sports um, social handles for the association later today. But I've got to go with the Bucks. I know they're favored by five. Um, I, I just don't know how you bounce back from the gut punch that has been the last two games of your Phoenix. I know they're going to give it their all, but they're going into a hornet's nest. I mean, the scene today in Milwaukee, like hours before the game is going to be chaos. Uh, what do they call that? The Deer Lake District or whatever? It's going to be popping. I have to take the Bucks favored by five. Um, if you guys do follow me on the gram, you saw my stories. Way, 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 way back in May, after the play-in games, uh, I gamble all the time with these two two buddies who I used to write with at the big lead. You know, we have a text chain for the NBA playoffs every night. What are you looking at? And they said, man, why not the Bucks? <coughs> <laughs> and they said, man, why not the Bucks winning the title? And they were plus 925. Remember, it was all about the Nets and Sixers before the playoffs. Okay? Harden was healthy. Kyrie was healthy. Bucks were an afterthought. So I took a small bite. I wish it was a bigger bite. Oh, my gosh. Would have been really nice to hit plus 925. So the Bucks win. Your boy wins. Should I hedge with the Suns? It's not that big of enough a bet to matter. Uh, if we're talking it was a five-figure bet, Certainly, yes, I would hedge. But um, I think the Bucks win. I would not be surprised by a low-scoring game total at 222. Um, and then two props. Listen, this is going to fly in the face of conventional wisdom. Earlier in the series, Giannis had back-to-back 40-point games, right? So everybody says, oh, Giannis, geez, wow, you got to keep betting the over. They can't stop him. He's on a tear. He's Shaq or whatever everybody was saying. So what happened after Giannis's back-to-back 40-point games? He fell back to earth with 26 under and 32 in game five. I think his total was 33 and a half. I think so under and two straight for Giannis. Does he flip back and go over in game seven in the closeout? I think I'm going to pass on that. I, I Listen, I've been wrong on Giannis the last two games. Now this is really, this is a hold your nose bet, but there's been nobody hotter than Devin Booker the last two games. He, since that clunker in game three, has been unbelievable going for 42 and 40 in the last two games. His player prop total is up to 31. That is super high. It was like 27 earlier in the series. One could say Devin Booker overvalued. Now, when you go for 42 and 40, listen, you're going to have to raise it. I would look at the under on Devin Booker. That's a tough one. That's a hold-your-nose play because D-Book is great. I will say this. Blowout is in play. We have seen blowouts when teams come home to close it out. Um, 
we've seen blowouts. So I would not be shocked if the Suns got their doors blown off here. Um, I think I, I like the Bucks. I like Booker under, um, and that's pretty much it. I would lean to the game under uh, under two twenty two. But listen, this is a tough one, and it's going to be a rough night if if the Bucks win and close it out. You know, we can only get to the draft and free agency soon enough. But from a gambling perspective, it's get ready for football. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.